0: What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is an author, podcaster, advocate, TEDx speaker, and also lives as a cross-dresser. Please welcome Savannah Hawk. Savannah, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I'm going to be honest, this is the first type conversation i'm gonna have like this okay and i'm very excited like as i mentioned before we started recording i was watching one of your tedx talks your first you said it's your very emotional one for you kind of sad Mm -hmm. and i loved a lot of things that you touched on and i think that there is a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to someone that does a dual gender role like yourself And the labels that have been put on you, the negativity that has put been put on you, has got to be had 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 to be so overwhelming. Like you discussed in your TEDx talk, I kind of want to talk about like when you started cross dressing and how you how you got to come just be comfortable with it and to be here today and to be here today, showing up as yourself and who you want to be.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, thank you for all that. Um, I will say first off, I knew that I had an affinity or an attraction to the feminine when I was like six years old. Yeah. So this is not like, Oh, I'm 25. And it just, you know, seemed like a good idea. Yeah. So we gave it a pre-adolescent. I knew there was something different about me okay. and growing up in the seventies. Um, not too many people. You thought you, you thought you were alone pretty much. Right. I thought I was alone, but yet, as you said, the labels, the stigma, the specialization, the, uh, just the, the ickiness of all the words that sounded like they applied to me, transvestite, crossdresser. Those were the words I knew. Yeah. Uh, you know, fag. I mean, all those words were words that grew up all slurred, you know, laden. And for me, it was, took me 25 years until I moved to New York, saw the culture in New York city, the drag culture, the gay culture to realize, Oh my God, I'm not alone. There are people doing this in earnest. That not this is not like performance, it's not like deception, it's not how it's portrayed in cinema. Yeah. yeah, it took me 25 years just to say to myself, I am a transvestite, and then as soon as I did, I'm like, I don't like that word. So I accepted it as my label, knowing that was the closest thing that defied what I knew about myself. Yeah, and then from 25 to 52, uh, well, say that, I mean, I'm still evolving, it's taken me another 25 years to understand the why yeah. why am i transvestite why do i cross dress what is the driving force that that makes me do what i want to do to be this yeah. so it took me 25 years to say oh i cross dress because i have a dual gender identity in nature about myself so there's all these other labels you have to start applying to really get that full picture of who i am
0: yeah uh what would you say to maybe you know a child that is kind of in the same position in today's world, that is struggling with that and is feeling alone. Um, I will
1: say, luckily, I mean, two things. Luckily, we have a lot more resources at our disposal. Yeah. We have a lot more vernacular to draw from to understand. I know we don't like talking about labels, but as human beings, we love to categorize things and right. make it kind of be understood for ourselves. Right. So it's amazing that we now have this vocabulary we can use to, to. Find who we are and say, "Oh, I know what that means. That sounds like me." And keep it yeah. exploring that way, versus being in the dark for all these years, like me. Um, But conversely, where it was hidden and not talked about 30 years ago, right. now it's very mainstream, socially charged. Yeah, to be trans, to be doing anything outside the binary. So for me, it's like while they the kids are growing up with a lot more resource and community. They all started facing a lot of backlash. So for me, I was alone, and nobody bothered me. Yeah, so I could kind of figure it out in the dark, unfortunately. Sure. Whereas kids today, they know what they are, but then they're seeing how much lament there is out there in the world against them.
0: Yeah. Um, is there a difference between a cross-dresser and a transvestite? Nope. <laughs> no. I mean, transvestite is... I mean, in simplistic terms, transvestite
1: is wearing vestiges of of something beyond your, uh, you know, biology. Crossdresser is the same thing. Uh, Gender queer, uh, nonconform, gender nonconforming, gender fluid, dual gender, bi gender. It's all it's all like in the same galaxy of, of terminology that can all mean degrees of the same thing. And basically, I'm a biological male who just has to express myself in a feminine way in something more than just like, oh, I like to pray in movies or I like to bake or, you know, I, it's like, it's not enough to just be a man with feminine energy. I need to also present periodically as female.
0: Sure. And so it, that brings another question. How often are you presenting yourself as female versus you're being male?
1: Uh, I would say usually I have like a one day a week, Um, me and my girlfriend, we've established this Sundays is my Savannah Sundays. Okay. So I go out, I get dressed, I go to Starbucks, I do my writing and podcast editing, whatever I need to do and just kind of be out in the world for four or five hours. And that's enough. That's typically enough for me. Yeah. Uh, like today, this is not a Sunday, but I get the honor and, um, ability to dress for you. So that's awesome. But, and I took the day off. So, so this could be a full day of me probably just being Savannah for a while as well. Uh, but yeah, once a week is is enough, and that's only five six hours at a clip per week. The rest of my life is biologically male. You yeah, know, I bring home the bacon as a man right. <laughs> do the chores as a man. um everything else is very male sense.
0: yeah. so you have like a, a, a not regular I, I I hate that word, but like a re- man and woman relationship male female relationship. <laughs> And how I heard in your TEDx talk that you were married before and you got a divorce and yeah. uh, and and I I was started I think that's when I started I, I kind of tuned off because I want to jump in here, um, what was the Savannah the cause of your divorce? No, actually, in,
1: ironically, well, we both moved to New York and started seeing a life outside of the Midwest. Yeah, and like seeing the culture it was such an explosion for us. Um, I was still trying to figure out what to do with Savannah. And yeah. She was aware. um She wasn't truly on board at the beginning because I didn't think she understood it for herself and she didn't really know what to do. And again, we didn't understand what it all meant. But at the same time, she started to understand her own sexuality. Was that what she thought it was? Mm-hmm. So she stopped denying that. So as we're both kind of coursing into different paths, mine gender wise and her sexuality wise, uh we realized certain things. And as a result, we said, well, you know, it wouldn't be fair or would be a thriving relationship if we kept together based on this new information. So we ended up separating and divorcing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's better to be true to yourselves and to continue on in something that's not going to make it not going to work for either of you. So how does the, your relationship with your girlfriend now, when you first started dating her, did you share with her that you share with her that you, you know, Savannah Savannah and tell her about her?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, we know we worked together. We oh, okay. For a year, uh, she only knew Chuck. Um, she had seen me dress up for the office Halloween party uh, as a hooker. Uh, two, <laughs> two of us guys dressed as hookers and two of the girls dress as pimps. Okay. So she had seen me cross dress, but more <laughs> for Halloween. Uh, then when we started getting serious, the first thing I did was set her down and have that conversation about, you know, this is me. And she was like, oh yeah, I saw that. I said, no, 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 no. This is not a costume. This is Prague, who I am. And, uh, from there, we've been together nine years Wow! And it has been, um, a long road. It's been, she did not understand that somebody can cross dress strictly for themselves without mm-hmm. there being some other rationale or reason to it. Um, so that was outside her purview. She wasn't really in the queer community. So that was a, a new, uh, indoctrination for her. Um, so we've been just, you know, just developing and involving and, and, setting our boundaries and making compromises and going to therapy and doing all the things that we should be doing having those conversations. Like as we go, even today, while she's, think, will see me and say, Oh, you look really pretty. But, you know, sometimes she'll see me dress up, come downstairs and she'll be like shook a little mm-hmm. because it's still odd to see a, her, her man dressed as a woman.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that that would probably that you know, if this is part of who you are, I would love to see you like that, that you are able to express and be have the courage to do so because of all the labels and the negativity that people want to put on you for expressing yourself in this way. I appreciate that, (laughs) that that you're that way. Um, I will say that everybody's
1: different. And um, I will tell you also, my partner is super, super supportive. Uh, yeah. in celebratory of everything I do for the community and for myself. It's just that, you know, when you're born loving a certain thing. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't what you expected to get when you got into a relationship. That's, you know, sometimes there's work to be done that to expand your own horizons in that way. And that's the work we're doing internally. And that is, I know that from a lot of couples where you could be married 25 years and a wife finds out or is told by the husband that like, oh, by the way, I have this feminine side. And there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of, you know, you have to have conversation. You have to like change everything you thought about your relationship. It's, it's, it's not easy for a lot of people who are not typically and normally innately geared that way. Sure. So, sure. So it's, it's a road.
0: Yeah. I, I believe if, especially if, you know, 10 people can be close-minded and not, you know, it, it, I think that they the struggle is there when they have an idea of what something's supposed to look like versus what it does look like. Hey, yeah, that's very true, very Generally. true. When you go out in public as Savannah, are people kind to you or how do you get treated? Well, uh, when I was
1: in New York, I uh, New York City, Long Island, I uh, okay. used to go to uh, private events, go to clubs. So everybody was pretty much the same person or an admirer of us. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal. But then, um, I don't know if you know this, but I moved to South Carolina.
0: I was listening to that,
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was listening to that and so um, I will say I was for for six months I was terrified to leave the house as Savannah knowing that I'd already been very confident in New York but confident in a different way of like knowing there was safety in numbers and here I was more alone and so it took me months to find a bigger queer community to like kind of adopt into and um, but still I was like once I got that and got that under my belt and knowing there was community I did start going out by myself. I took one pride event and afterwards when I went to a PFLAG meeting, they said, Hey, what did you learn from going to pride? And yeah. I said, I learned I need to be more visible. Yeah. And so I adopted that as my to do to do those Sundays and go out every Sunday. And uh, you could call it exposure therapy. You could call it whatever you want, but I have been met by such lovely people. So my perception of what I thought the South would be like towards yeah. me was just as erroneous as what, the truth. You were labeling them. I was. Absolutely. <laughs> I just assumed that the bio, the buckle, the Bible belt, Confederate yeah. flags, uh, yeah. red state, Republican, Baptist, you know, very religious and traditional and conservative. I thought that they would see me and pitchforks would be out. Yeah. But it didn't happen. It's like I go, I make sure I go to places I know to be friendly. Right. It, but that doesn't change the people walking in and out. Correct, and so, but people, other than giving me a couple, you know, you know, double looks, you know, um, or uh, having certain conversation, realizing I'm biologically male, and then stopping that conversation. But by and large, people have uh, shown me such love and such empathy and uh, care. I've got so many new friends just by being out in the world.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I hate people that stereotype and judge because there's so much more to us than just what you see on the outside you know what i mean and it's like i i think that people do are doing themselves a disservice when they lead with that Mm -hmm. why was it important to you to write a book uh called living with cross-dressing and do your tedx talk tedx talks i want i want to know like what your purpose was behind behind that Well, I am a writer uh, as
1: one of my passions. I've been like my entire life. I have in my mail mode. I have entire series, horror series I've written. I used to do blogging and movie reviews. So that kind of primed the pump, so to speak, to be able to sit down and like know I could write something. But the first book that you're speaking about, "Defying a New Normal, was basically a response to the fact that when my girlfriend started to do research about people like me, And I pointed out, here's a bunch of books that you should read. She read them. I hadn't read them. She read them. And it actually did a disservice to me because those books were all about transitioning folks. About, like, I say I'm a crossdresser today, flash forward five years, they transitioned. So all I did was elicit more fear of what she assumed was going to happen in a relic. Right. Right. would eventually be with the woman who had transitioned. That wasn't the case for me. It isn't the case for me. So we had a lot of friends who are couples. Like I had said, married couples, people would reveal themselves uh, long in. Yeah. And I said, hey, let's do interviews and let's start. I'm gonna, I am I want to write this book and let people know there is such a thing as a non-trans, non-transitioning, right. uh, cross-dressing person. Yeah. And we can live a life biologically male and just have an expression that doesn't do anything other than
0: fulfill the expression for ourselves. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing. Like I can, I, I this got to feel so liberating to you to be, to be able to be Savannah. Cause what if you couldn't do that? What would that do to you as a person? It
1: would, uh, I've had it happen. I've had a couple hiatuses, uh, not by my own choosing that forced me to not be able to dress. And it's, um, it gives you a, a little bit of a depression. Yeah. For me. A slight depression for me, a little bit melancholy, a little bit of that angst and frustration and not be able to bring this person out. It's like having a a pet and keep that pet in a cage, like in a crate for their entire life. And it's like their whole life is now still in that box. Yeah. Um, so if if you want to take it as a metaphor, I finally got out of the closet. Mm -hmm. metaphorically and literally, um, and (laughs) so to, to like now lose that and go back and not have that routine, not have that ability. It, it can emotionally and mentally be very frustrating.
0: Yeah. All right. So if someone's listening to this and has the inclination, maybe they've struggled with it their whole lives and never has allowed themselves the grace to do that, what would you say to them if they are living in that so-called closet?
1: Ooh, it's so different for so many people. Um, everything's unique. But to say you do do the work. You don't have to do the work uh, physically, but you have to do the work mentally. Yeah. Read, uh, hear people's stories, um, find out what resonates to you as a, like, wow, that really sounds like me. That is my story. Other than the fact I haven't really dressed or gone out dressed, because that is a big step. To walk at a door uh, yeah. and face a world that in this modern era still sees us as fascistic and pedophiles and disgusting and abominations to God, all those things are still in play and it's still in our heads. So anybody who's struggling, especially as an adult, yeah, like has been indoctrinated into all that thinking over decades. Yeah. Um, it is hard for us to like make that next move, but the, you really, you could do it in private. You could dress in private. Sure. You could have a friend who is like you or supportive of you, and you could dress for them and use them as a, a wing girl or a wing guy to like maybe take you someplace safe out in public. Yeah. Um, you could get a makeover. You could have somebody professionally do the work because if you've never done the work, you're going to not love what you can do with your face or even know what to do with your face. You don't know the shape where to wear. you don't know all the things like you're you're basically like a, a pre-adolescent girl trying to figure out things at your vanity. Yeah. yeah. Without having anybody to show you how. So it's about like using the resources in the community to to just help you take those little baby steps so that you can with every step learn that, oh, I'm a little more confident. Oh, nothing bad happened to me. Oh, wow, yeah. I met this person. And then you can see that you can live a life that is true to you and realize that there's really nothing wrong with you.
0: No, not at all. I mean, and also probably like you said, you you were depressed when you can't express your express savannah. That has to be, be very hard for someone is mentally and emotionally like that is struggling with that and has not allowed themselves to take that step forward and you know and just try to figure that out for themselves i can't can't even imagine that would be just just terrible it
1: it is and and that's not even counting like partners relationship kids wives who you have to hide yourself from them because you're so fearful of the possibility that you could be rejected So think about just like the fact that I, if I finally find confidence in myself and say, this is who I am, like you, I have full confidence in who I am. I'm very confident and I love who I am, but that doesn't mean that the world around me in my intimate circle, just going to like be on board. All of a sudden you're dealing with everybody else's uh, worldviews and how they see things and how you lie to them and all the things that like you're afraid to admit because you know, for yourself, that's who you are, but the other, the rest of the world still is is not on board with any of that Mm.
0: yeah i can well yeah i can see that but the world is just cruel you know they they expect things that the whole purpose of my podcast is because i i had had to step outside of the box and uh, accept myself for things that i've been through and i just don't like judging people like i like to look at someone and just see the good in them no no matter what they look like okay this person has got a great heart and you know why should i look at them any differently because of what the world expects me to see, you know what I mean. If that makes sense.
1: Oh, very much so, and that's the that's the uh, position and and way of seeing the world that I would love the rest of the world to be.
0: We're making headway one episode at a time, Savannah. That's why we're here today. <laughs> that's why we're here today. Uh, tell us about your podcast. Uh, yeah,
1: podcast is the Box in the Phoenix podcast. I do that. I am the Phoenix. I even wore my little Phoenix today. Uh, And my co-host is the Fox. She runs Fox and the Hanger, a styling consultancy out uh, in San Francisco. And so we get on uh, our own Zoom call uh, weekly to record and basically tell our stories, talk about our day, bring up topics in the news, anything surrounding the male to female cross-dressing experience that we can bring to the table. Like I was on a trip from New York back to South Carolina. And spoke about, and this is an upcoming episode, spoke to a man sitting next to me who was a Baptist uh, uh, congregant who does missionary work for food banks in New York. So we started talking about all his work. And and he says, I believe every word of the Bible. I'm like, every word of the Bible? Really? Let me show you a picture. I was not dressed as Savannah that day, but he saw a picture of Savannah that day. And the rest of the flight was about unraveling. Uh, Deuteronomy twenty two five, the one it says about you know wearing garments of a woman, and that's an abomination to God, and how he felt about it, and oh, wow. yeah, so we spent like you know two hours, probably two to the great of everybody trying to sleep around us, talking about like how he saw the world, yeah, how I see the world, yeah, and like and we don't have to agree. No, but the the most important thing that he said to me was when he found the word of God, he found peace. Yeah, and I said to him. When I accepted Savannah as part of who I am as a person, I found peace
0: mm, you don't just need goosebumps with that. What, but, but how great is it to have those conversations, whether you agree or not, and just to have a and to have someone who is not going to be hateful towards you and just talk to you to try to understand you better, oh, yeah, that was amazing. It was amazing to be to
1: be able to have that conversation, no judgment. I am' yeah. sure maybe I'm sure he was. Had some judgment in his heart about his belief, but he was very open to looking at uh, that passage, seeing like the uh, you know what was said about that passage when right. it was written, all that stuff. He was very open yeah. to to having a conversation without it being like a blame game or you're wrong and I'm wrong, or you're right and I'm wrong, and prove this, prove that, tell me why I should change my mind. It wasn't about that; it was just about having just a lovely, pleasant discourse about our lives. And going back to the podcast, that was, that's going to be on the podcast. And it's those type of things, those experiences that I can bring my personal experiences to the table and Julie can bring her experiences to the table as an ally. And we can hopefully help one person every episode and, and yeah. let them see that there's more out there, that they're not alone. It's really about community and letting people know that there's, there's more of us. Yeah. That people realize and that uh, we can live fulfilling real lives. Without us, you know, causing a ruckus.
0: Yeah, I have a, I have a fun question for you. Then we're gonna start wrapping things up. Your ma- makeup looks fantastic. Yeah. So anybody who's listening to this, you have to go to the YouTube and check it out. How long did it take you to get comfortable using and applying makeup? Um. Well,
1: it, it's terrible if you don't do it regularly. Yeah. <laughs> That's very hard <laughs> oh, to like. <me> my- <laughs> <laughs> so for me, because I'm lucky to have that once a week gig, my my uh, makeup mechanics. Yeah, like the brushstroke mechanics is a prehab down, but that's been over five, six years of just youtubing it, seeing yeah. tutorials, seeing what the the current trend is. But I can do the same mechanics with different palettes and get different looks. Yeah, okay. so I'm um, very, I'm very fortunate to be able to have it, and I've got it down to like a sixty minute, you know, makeover kind of. Thing.
0: I love it, fantastic. Uh, where can people find you, connect with you, and support you? Okay.
1: Uh, well, you can find the, the podcast, the Fox of the Fix podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your download streams. Um, my books are available on Amazon for print to download and other places for digital download, uh, wherever you find that. Uh, you can find me on my socials, at Facebook at Savannah Hawk with a U, uh, Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Um, also, I have a website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. That you can also find a lot of that connected uh, information as well. Um, and that will also give you even a contact us page. If you don't want to DM me through my socials, you can go to that, uh, my contact us page and find me way.
0: Perfect. You guys going to put those links in the show notes. So if you connected with Savannah's story today and you want to learn more or share her story with someone that you know that could benefit from it, do not hesitate to click those links, go follow her on social. And check out her podcast. Go follow the podcast. Um, Savannah, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for less words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today?
1: I would like to leave kind of the same thing, message that we've been talking about, which is while we need labels to discover more what's truth to us, mm-hmm. uh, don't be constricted by those labels. Absolutely. And know that even if you feel alone in your specific unique experience, you're not. Mm-hmm. Know that there are so many millions of people out there like yourself or adjacent to yourself or an ally to you that can be of service and help you through.
0: Beautiful. Yes. Savannah, it has been an absolute pleasure connecting with you today and hearing your story. I'm just so happy for you to to live your life the way that you want to live it and express yourself the way that you deserve to express yourself. Thank you, thank you so much for being such a dynamic guest.
1: And thank you for being such an amazing
0: power of tour de force in the industry for what you're doing (laughs) thank you all right you guys this is your host deanna radaleski with label free podcast to live your best life you must live label free as always don't forget to subscribe follow rate review comment share all those good things and i'll be back soon with more dynamic guests